Welcome to the Wave, Seattle Wave Radio. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com. And be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness, and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. All right, we swear we haven't been drinking the Fifty Shades of Wine as of yet, but that's what we're doing today. We are tasting the Fifty Shades of Grey wine. Everybody's heard about it. It's going to be available in stores in November. Uh, You can order it online at fiftyshadesofgreywine.com now, and that's what we're going to be doing today. And I have a guest co-host that will uh, that will be joining me and that's Chrissy. She's part of a duo that runs the Later's Baby Fifty Shades of Grey website, the fan site. And so Chrissy's gonna help me taste this wine. We'll be tasting for purpose and not pleasure right off the bat because they want this wine to be taken as a serious, legitimate wine. We're gonna taste and find out if it is. So thanks Chrissy for joining me today. Hi Lori, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, so uh, I, I'm I'm also great. I'm very excited to try this wine. It's sitting here waiting. Now, neither one of us has tried either one of these wines. There's a white and there's a red. And we're going to start with the white first. So anybody at home who has the white, go ahead and open that up. But first, let's get to know Chrissy a little bit. Chrissy, you and Meg started this, this fan site last year, or did you have it going on uh, before the phenomenon of, of the book actually hit? Uh, we started it last year. Um, if I remember correctly, April 30th was our uh, chart date, or April 25th, one or the other. Um, and what happened was uh, my sister actually suggested the book to me a couple times, uh, and I was out sick from work, and she was calling it mommy porn. So I was like, well, maybe I should read this while I'm not working. And uh, so right before I started it, I talked mags into also reading it, and I read it first, and she read it, and when I came back to work, it was all we talked about for a week, so I talked her into starting a blog about it, Um, and so here we are about a year and a half later, still doing it. So it started out as a blog, and now it's become a Facebook page, a Twitter, do you have a website, and and all that good stuff? Uh, Yes, all of that, and uh, (laughs) maybe some more, I don't know. Um, but it, it's, we've met tons of people through it. It's been very interesting. Definitely. It's, it, it's a whole different world of fandom. This is the first fandom that I've ever been associated with, and, um, and it's, it's, it's really been a great time. So you have the wine, and I have the wine. Now, when I first tweeted out that there was a Fifty Shades of Grey wine, and I wonder how it tasted, there was an overwhelming response back from the fandom was, who cares? Well, that's actually a legitimate question. Should we care? Should, should we care how it tastes? So I actually asked the, the um, distributors of the wine. I said, is this a novelty item? Are we going to take this and put it uh, in our closet with our Beanie Babies and our baseball cards, or is this a legitimate wine to be taken seriously in the marketplace? To which they responded, 
This is a, a legitimate wine. We want it to be um, seen as such. We're taking it very seriously. E.L. James herself picked out, spent a lot of time picking out the varietals and the blends and that type of thing, and we want it um, you know, marketed in, in that way. So that's why we're here today. We are going to try this wine, and we're going to take it out of the novelty category and put it into the real wine tasting category. So my experience as certified sommelier in the uh, Port of Master Sommelier's uh, Master Sommelier Wine Candidate Program. Um, haven't done much with that lately because I need to move into this phase three, which is in restaurants, and I really don't want to work in a restaurant. But anyway, I'm really great to have parties, and I can do shows like this. So, and Chrissy, you also have some wine experience as well. Uh, yes, well, I read Wine for Dummies, uh, which isn't really, you know, the best, uh, you know, uh, uh, career. It's a very starting career. Yeah, but I've done that, so I, I kind of know some of the things to look for. And I've also done quite a few wine tours in Europe and um, out on the east, uh, east end of Long Island. So, you know, I, I know what I'm looking for in, in a wine, even though I'm not quite as experienced as you. <laughs> well, that's that's okay because most people aren't, so that's why your opinion is going to be very, very helpful in this today. So I am going to look at it from a, um, a purposeful perspective, and then um, you're also going to be filling in on maybe the more um, consumer-driven questions on that. So we're going to start with the white. I, I want to tell everyone, we had to order this wine. It's not available in stores yet. It's heading on the West Coast. It's going to be an Albertsons by the 1st of November. So if you have an Albertsons, you can check it. Albertsons, it's going to be on the shelf there. These wines are $17.99, um, white or red. We're going to, again, we're starting with the white. But when it okay. came, I can tell you in the box, and, and Chrissy, you can give me your experience on the shipping as well. We had to have these shipped to our home. And it came very well packaged. Uh, it was very classy from really start to finish. You could see a lot of attention to detail was paid. The tasting note card was class act all the way. The labeling's great. The bottle is a, is a heavy bottle. They took everything about this seriously. It's a, it's a real cork. That's going to be important to a lot of um, legitimate wine drinkers. It has a real cork in it. Um, on the cork, when you... When, when you uncork the wine, it says 50 Shades of Grey. It has their website on it. Then it says, you are mine on the actual cork. On the bottle itself, I'll just grab the white one here. Um, again, it tells we're starting with the white wine. It's called White Silk. It's California 2012. It says 50 Shades of Grey on it. And then on the bottle, it's uh, telling us that it's a blend. Now, this blend is Garisha Minor and... Um, Savion Blanc. So that is a very bold blend. So right off the get-go, we're starting to think good things. It also says on the white wine, um, the alcohol count on that, on the white, is 13.5. So that is nothing to uh, shake a stick at. That's, that's a, big, uh, a big alcohol count for a white wine. That's probably the Gewürztraminer pulling that out. Um, but we'll go ahead and start. So that kind of gives you right out of the box what you're looking at on this wine. So let's go ahead and smell it, Chrissy. Okay. So I'm getting out of it. I'm, I, I'm getting 
pretty much what they're saying. There, there's a sweetness to it, and it has some pear, probably, flavorings, I would think. And pear and type of, you know, Melanie. So it's it's going to be reminiscent of a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, some characteristics of that coming through. Again, the Gerichtemeter is the alcohol count kicking that up a little bit and the sweetness. Do you get anything else with it? Um, no, I, the first thing that I picked up on was it, it was much sweeter than I expected. Um, mm-hmm. I, I expected something perhaps a little bit uh, drier from California. Okay. Um, but right. I definitely okay. picked up on that and, and the peach and the pear, I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got a sweetness. Again, I'm sure the Gabrishtamine are driving that. And then it's going to be balanced out and made a little bit thicker from the Savion Blanc. All right, good enough. Let's try it. Okay. Moment of truth. Wow, I really like this. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'm going to try another one. All right, so in that, again, it does kind of change a little bit, um, not as super sweet when you drink it. Again, the Savion Blanc is coming through on that. So you're getting a little bit of the grassiness and the herbalness from the Savion Blanc, but you're also getting some sweetness that kind of mellows it out, not overly tart, not too, there's not a lot of acid in that. Very pleasant. Um, yeah, I, I did notice the sweetness in it, um, but I also, towards the tail end, tasted the dryness, which I guess is the Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, I, I sometimes don't like drier wines because they tend not to be quite so smooth. But this was actually um, very smooth, which, I, you know, I wonder if it's because I'm drinking too many $8 bottle, bottles of wine. Um <laughs> But you will notice, I think, a difference from this, from a cheaper bottle of wine. Yeah, it definitely lingers a lot, a lot longer. It has, it has a long finish on it. Yeah. So it's not a heavy wine. Um, there is a sweetness in the Gerichtemeter in it, but it's very reminiscent of Savion Blanc. Hmm. I'm surprised that the, they're saying the Gerichtemeter is, is the primary um, blend and then the Sav Blanc on the back, but very, very reminiscent of a New Zealand Savion Blanc. Okay, so seventeen ninety nine is what they're saying on this. I think that's a good price point. It's going to be right in there with the. That's a very competitive price point, seventeen ninety nine on the shelf. So it's going to be up a lot, against a lot of very good wines in that price point that are going to be rated. So, but it, it can stand on its own with that. I would pair this. So, if if you're pairing this with things, you're going to want to look for because we're moving into the winter months. You, we're not on our patios. We're not on our decks at this time, unless you're in a different hemisphere and listening to this show. Then this is, you know, great, great summer wine. But as we move into the winter wines, what what will we be drinking this with? Well, you're going to drink this with. Spicy foods, for sure, right off the bat. You're going to drink this with Thai food. Great, great pairing for Thai food. Great pairing for Chinese food. Smoked cheeses, um, strong goat cheese, that that type of thing. Salty things. Um, Maybe some shellfish, but I tend to like 
Champagne and Chablis with shellfish, but definitely I eat a lot of Thai food. And, and if you're always looking for a bottle of wine to have with Thai food, go in, in, this, in this category, Riesling, Gravichamine, or uh, Savion Blanc. This is a very good blend, bold, bold move by E.L. James to blend these, these, two, uh, these two great varietals and, and come up with this. Very, very good for Thai food. I'm a huge Thai food. I would have this with, with a spicy pizza, something like that. 13.5 on the alcohol, big again and bold for a for a white wine. How are you doing there, Chrissy? Uh, I, I'm doing good. Uh, I, I'm liking this. I, I appreciate your suggestions. I'm taking notes on what I should be drinking this with because I'm going out to dinner after the show. Well, you know, a lot of people always tell me, what kind of wine do we drink with, with Thai food, with pizza, with um, Chinese food? This is it right here, you know, if, if you're looking for suggestions. Now, Fifty Shades of Grey wine. That's what yes. the label says. So I would be thinking that if, if I was a small restaurant and I knew a lot of people came in on date night, I would put this wine on the menu. Um, this wine, okay, they want it to be taken as a legitimate wine. So the Fifty Shades of Grey definitely is a huge nod to the fandom. And people, when they're looking at this wine on the shelf, may not take it seriously because of, because of that. They might see it as a novelty item. This is where the fandom is really going to have to speak out and say that, that this is a good wine. It is worth the price point. And, and, and not come with that, um, it's Fifty Shades of Grey, we'll buy anything, eat anything, think anything, do anything. I mean, because, you know, we do think like that and we do do that. But this actually is a very, very, very good um, drink choice in the wine column for a legitimate wine drinker. It's, it's, it's really right there. I would like to see them maybe in the future go with, um, with a, an additional labeling, like maybe um, – Leonard Family Cellars, Grey House Estate, which also gives a, a nod to the fandom, but also signals to the wine community that uh, they're serious and, um, and, and moving forward in, in that direction, because it, it is, it's, 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 a, it's a great blend. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it's actually, I, I would drink this. You know, I mean, I drink wine anyway, but this is something where, you know, seeing it in a store and seeing, you know, you know, a slightly higher price point than I think the average person, you know, going out, you know, for a night, they, you know, they say, do I want to spend quite that much on it? I don't like these people I'm going to dinner with. Um, I think it's worth that that extra couple bucks. Um, and I think the other place that a restaurant might want to focus on is, is this, they get a lot of girls' nights. You know, yes, that Fifty Shades of Grey sort of um, stereotype, but that's also, you know, a group that's a little more likely to buy it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um you can always decant it. If you want to have this for Thanksgiving and you don't want your family to see that you're serving fifty shades of gray wine on the Thanksgiving dinner table, decant it, put it in a great little decanter and they'll have a great wine that they'll enjoy and you won't have to do the explanation. Then pull it out afterwards and say, Hey, we were drinking fifty shades of gray wine by E. L. James. So that's one way if if you want to um Served at Thanksgiving. I can't imagine probably putting Fifty Shades of Grey wine on my Thanksgiving dinner table. 
um, really no matter how how good it was, I'm just going to say that right out, because Thanksgiving, it, it would kind of draw the attention away from what was going to happen at Thanksgiving. But I would absolutely decant it or wrap it up and serve it and then tell everybody afterwards what, what they were drinking. Yeah, I think that will depend a lot on your family and, and uh, how much mm-hmm. they'll sort of put up with your uh, craziness, uh, issues, right? <laughs> Um, but I, I would certainly bring it to a barbecue. I would certainly have it at a party. It's certainly fun. Um, but, again, the, the biggest hurdle is going to get over the um, the novelty factor and pulling it into the legitimate wine category. And the Phantom is going to have to help. It's going to have to help do that. But it's 2010. It's ready to drink now. It does have Sauvignon Blanc in it, so you could lay this down for, I would say, both of these wine varietals have ageability in them, um, so you could lay them down and drink them, you know, down the road in, in a few years. But right out of the bottle, it's it's a winner. But the thing about that seventeen ninety nine price point, a lot of competition, and people in that price point are looking for the best wine they can get for that value. Okay, so that's a very competitive price point right there. They're going to be coming up against some rated wines. So again, I would. Um, you know, just let the fandom know that it's it's going to be very important that we legitimize this this particular wine on the white that it is very reminiscent to a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, and it has a very long finish. It's it's, it's a quality wine. It's in a quality bottle. It's got a good cork on it. It's made well. Everything about it is a class act from start to finish. So, is it worth the seventeen ninety nine? Absolutely. Yeah, I I would uh, definitely go out and get some more wine. I I. I wouldn't hesitate. Um, I, I'm enjoying it, right. so, yeah. Okay, yep, me too. It's, um, I'm going to have another taste here. Yeah, still, you know, it's, it's, it's not, um, I wouldn't even drink this super cold. I would let this come out of the refrigerator, if, if you're putting in the refrigerator, maybe a half an hour ahead of time and then pour it because it really opens up. It's continuing to open up as it's getting a little bit warmer, which is the way that I tend to drink my whites anyway. But it's it's really opening up, and it's actually becoming more, it's kind of more of a silkiness to it as the wine moves forward. Again, if if you don't like Sauvignon Blanc, if Sauvignon Blanc is too dry for you, that's where the Gewürztraminer comes in here. And it makes that more sweeter, but not overly sweet like a Riesling at all. So it, it, it really is a really good blend. I'm actually impressed. I would maybe down the line um, have some that uh, had some Viognier in it or something like that, add that to the mix. I think that could also be very good in that. But Gewürztraminer and Sauvignon Blanc, very, very, very good choice super super friendly wine all right we're going to play one of the songs that chrissy picked out and then we're going to come back and we're going to try the red now the red's where the rubber meets the road because i'm a huge red drinker um reds are a little more you know they're a little more complicated so that's the one i'm a little more nervous about so let's let's play Let's see, Chrissy, what songs you were, one of yours was tried by Nelly Furtado, right? Yes. Let's play that one, and we'll pour our wine and get ready for the red, and we'll be back in just a minute. Orlando, the 
everything is not as it goes. But the more I grow, the less I know. And I have lived so many lives, so I'm not. Thank you. 
right. Well, we're trying Fifty Shades of Grey wine that everybody's been hearing about. You can go to FiftyShadesWine.com if you want to order it now, or it will be in stores on the West Coast and Albertsons. Really, it's being trucked there now, so it, it will definitely should be on the shelves by um, by the beginning of November. On the East Coast, they're saying um, I got some information for you guys on the East Coast, and what they're saying about that is, and, and I'll just read that to you. Um, many retailers have expressed an interest. They expect it to be widely available after. November 1st, the best things consumers can do if they don't see the wine is to simply ask their favorite retailer to carry it. Um, it is going to be carried on the East Coast. They do know that wholesalers are delivering to it, so they don't have specific information for the East Coast distribution as they do for the West Coast, which again is Albertsons um, starting almost any time. For you people in the UK that's been asking, at this time, the wine is only available in the United States. They are not sure when or if they'll be able to export it. So bad news for you guys in, in the UK, but lucky for us here in the United States. So that's what's, what the official line is on that. So we just finished a 2012 um, blend. It was a white blend. It's called white silk, but it's a, it's a high alcohol count for a white, 13.5. This is not your granny's box white wine. This has a little bit of kick to it. That alcohol level's up there for a white wine. You're going to feel it. So if, if you like a lot of alcohol in your wine like I do, <laughs> winner, winner, wine for dinner on this one. So it's a blend of Gravistraminer and Savion Blanc, very reminiscent of the New Zealand Savion Blanc, a little on the sweeter side, a lot more... Um, favorable nose to it, because anyone knows those uh, New Zealand Savion Blancs um, tend to smell like cat pee when you open them up, which is a trademark of them. Don't taste like it, smell like it. But um, this one, you get the, the great flavor in the glass without having to experience a cat pee flavor off of the nose. So this is a lot more tropical, um, pear, citrus, um, driven passion fruit kind of uh, even there's a little maybe a hint of maybe sancerre in it having some um, gravelly maybe a little bit um, old world style to it but but pretty much uh, I I would say that this is a you know a, if you if you like New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc but maybe they're a little bit too dry for you this this would be it we're moving on to the red now the red this really gets my attention, all right, because I'm a red drinker. I like my reds big and bold and right in your face. Now, this one, the red, also is a blend called Red Batten. It's a 2010. It's 13.5% alcohol. Not normally where I like to see my reds. I like to see my reds in the 14 15% alcohol, but this is, means that that's good for dinner. I mean, normally you wouldn't serve a big old big red like that, 14, 15% alcohol at dinner because everybody gets sloshed and you prepared that great meal and nobody can remember because they're drunk. So 13.5 is a really good more. <laughs> on, on the 13.5, you definitely want to have that at dinner. So um, it's going to complement everybody having a, a, a great time at dinner without having to pick people up from underneath the, the dinner table. So this one is a blend of Petit Syrah and Syrah. Big and bold move again by E.L. James, right? Right out of the right out of the bottle with this one. So Petit Syrah is going to be very inky, dark in the glass, 
Um, it's going to be high in tannins. If you get that um, headache that comes from a red or you get that red fleshy feeling, you know, this, you, you might feel it with, with this one. Now, they did blend that with Syrah, so Syrah is going to be a little more mellow on that. It's going to even it out. So I haven't tasted it. I don't know. So all we can do is pour it and kind of see where we're at. So, again, we're tasting for purpose and not pleasure. The big bowl blend. Uh, Lori, just one thing I'm going to back to the white was when you said about um, the tannins. Uh, affecting mm-hmm. you, um, I get that a lot, and I did not get it nearly as bad with the white as I have with a lot of others. So if that's something that affects people, um, the white wine might not be a bad choice, you know, if you really exactly. want to try it. And, and that's normally where people go, and they will go towards the uh, the, the white um, if they have that fleshy, headachey kind of feeling that they get with reds. White is a, is, is, is a good choice on that as well. So... Yeah, and, and that one was really smooth. No tannins, not a lot of acidity in it. All right, so we have poured the red. Very, yes. very dark in the glass, very plummy, very, you know, you, you hold your hand under the glass, you, you can't see your hand. Um, has just a little pink ring around the edge. So what was it, 2010? Okay, so 2010. Um, Petit Syrah, Syrah also have ageability with them. The winemaker says that this wine is ready to drink right out of the bottle. So it opens up very well in the glass. It's ready to drink now. 2010, probably so. It can also lay this wine down. So this wine, again, will age for you with the Petit Syrah and the Syrah in it. Um, I will say that normally on a wine that I don't know, I'm always kind of leery to open the bottle and drink it right out because sometimes it needs a little help out of the bottle. Um, breathability will do that, opening it up, letting it air out for half an hour or so, um, running it through an aerator. I'm not opposed to doing that at all, but they say I don't have to do it, so let's try it out. All right, so let's smell it. Plumbing, very um, spicy and very um, rich. You can really, really not smell too much out of the bottle, but in the glass, it's it's really starting to, to come up out of there. Smells um, a little the, hmm, chocolatey, maybe. The first thing I noticed without even looking at the card was um, cherries. They just mm. popped right out at me. And then behind that, I could smell uh, the chocolatey flavor to it. So what the card says that Chrissy's talking about, it comes with this beautiful tasting card that's uh, 8 by 10 it's, it's, it's very well done. It says black cherry, cocoa powder, creamy caramel, and vanilla leather, and clove spice. Okay, so when they're telling you cocoa powder, caramel, vanilla, that's oak, okay? Anyone who's picking up those characteristics, caramel, vanilla, leather, chocolate, that's going to be a sign of oak. So what does it say about that? It says it was aged in a combination of new and seasoned French oak barrels. Well, there you have it. That's why you're getting those those flavors coming out because you have some seasoned oak that it's been in. It's been in French oak, which is different from being in American oak. And so you're going to be able to pull out those uh, caramely vanilla leather. I love those. Love it. All right. Well, let's taste it. Let's taste it and see if we get it. So on this one, 13.5, so you're not getting that big, powerful, alcoholy taste that you might get in a big red wine. 
it's dry. It's dry a little bit. Let the spit out of your mouth a little bit dry. And there's a sweetness to it that um, has to be the, the cherry and the, and the, and the plum flavors kind of coming out. Definitely not old world at all. So if you're used to old world wines being more earthy, no, no way on this one. This is new world all the way. New world wines, fruity, fruity, fruity. This is super fruit forward, um, completely new world California uh, tasting is definitely the drier of the two, which I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely, you know, going in, uh, tasted very smooth. And mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, towards the tail end, I could really taste that cherry coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little on the front end. On the front end, you're going to get the, the, the dryness. And then you're going to get kind of the, the flavor on the back end. There is kind of a, a clove maybe to that. Um, tannins aren't coming through as, as real tannicky on this at all. Again, it's 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 pretty smooth. It's it's a pretty smooth red. Full bodiedness. It's still kind of opening up in the glass for me. And reds will tend to do that. Reds if they get too cold or they haven't. You know, they haven't breathed correctly. They're going to really tighten up. You know, how, how when you get cold and you and you bundle yourself up, red wines will do that too, and, and they won't release their flavor. So you have to kind of help them along a little bit. That's where the breathing, the oxygen, hitting the glass, warming them up, it starts to release all those flavors. So that's kind of going on in my glass right now. Um, in, in my second or third tasting, um, I'm noticing some of the spices on the end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess that clove spice is, is coming through, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some clove in there. It's not, it's not real peppery. I'm definitely not getting pepper. No. I'm getting more cherry, clovey, um, maybe, maybe caramely vanilla in there. So it's not, um, it's not. They're saying leather. I'm not getting a lot of leather, but it's still, it's still developing. So right off the bat, you're going to get, which a lot of red wine drinkers love. They're going to really love that fruit forward punch that's, that that you're getting out of it. And that's what you're getting: a real black cherry and a real clovey kind of a taste on it. Not, not too high in acid on that one either. But again, it's only 13.5% alcohol. Yeah. So this one, I could down this whole box. Okay, 13.5, this is an easy drinker for me. This goes down to me and for me very, very easily. I could do some damage on that bottle of wine. Yeah, I, I mean, red wine is not uh, my first choice. Uh, mm-hmm. And I can see myself, you know, definitely drinking drinking this wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this, this is a very friendly wine. So if, if you have people coming over that aren't big wine drinkers, I would give them this red for sure because it's real friendly like that. If you 
don't want a bunch of drunks at your house, give them this wine. If you want to put a bottle by yourself away, you could drink this wine. Um, so there's lots of kind of ways to go with it. Dinner is going to be very, very good at dinner because it's not food competitive, okay? So the wine isn't breaking out to be the star and then overshadowing your food. So what kind of food would you want to put with this? Well, we're going to have, you know, several different options. This this one is, is really good for different types of, of, of food. So on this one, I would say that we would want to drink uh, this with um, beef and pork and lamb for sure. This would be really great with lamb for those of you who, who like to drink lamb. It would be so great be with... for Easter. Um, Mm-hmm. Be a good choice for Easter. Yep, with lamb. It would be good with um, strong cheeses. You know, I, I wouldn't hesitate to to put this if you're having a, a, a cheese plate. If you had strong cheeses, and also it's hunting season. This would also be very good with venison. So those of you who hunt or are looking for a wine to serve with venison, it's really hard to pair gamey wine. So this would also be really good with that. And of course, it's going to be good with, with with your steak, and you know, but you could really go with with any red wine on this one. So on this one, I would definitely say that you could go with um, pork, you could go with lamb, you could go with um, you could go with. Yeah, this is going to surprise a lot of people, but I think you could go with salmon on this. Huh? Almost. Almost got a Pinot Noir kind of a, a little heavier than a Pinot Noir, but but and I don't know. I, I think you could go with a, a big fish like 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 a salmon on that. Again, you could serve it with pizza, and you can drink it alone. It's getting a lot more friendlier in the glass as I'm as I'm drinking it. It's a. Uh the aftertaste I'm, I'm really enjoying. Um, I can really, it has that sort of sweeter taste that I can just, you know, five minutes later I can still taste it, and it's quite pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, the Petite Syrah can not maybe be a big lingering red wine, but the Syrah pulls that, that out of it. So it's, it's, it's a great blend because the Petite Syrah is making it really dark and rich in the glass. Okay, so, so you're getting that big, bold look in the glass from the Petite Syrah. Then the Syrah, though, is toning it down a little bit. It's bringing it down so there's not so much tannin, so much acid in your face type of thing. So it's real smooth, and it's getting more silky and smoothy in the glass as it goes along. So it's really opening up very, very nicely for us on this one. Not a lot of black pepper in this one, not a lot of herbal thing. Again, new world all the way on this. But definitely has, uh, you're getting a lot on the back end on it. Yeah, this is, uh, this is good. I, I, um, I don't know. Now I know why she called them white silk and red satin because they really do go down probably much too easily. Mhm, mhm. Yep. They um, they they're not real chewy wines. Okay, so it's not like a big cab that's real chewy in your mouth. They they are more kind of silky, a little smooth. Um, 
$17.99 is the price point on the red. Again, very competitive on the shelf at $17.99. There's a lot of great wines on the shelf at $17.99. So you're going to be up against rated wines on this where, where they're really hitting this out of the park is the drinkability factor, is that this is just very pleasing across the board. It's very um, universally consumer-friendly on this. So again, you have people who aren't big wine drinkers, big red drinkers, but they want to drink something. You want to have something that, that, that uh, they're not going to pour down the drain and they're not going to waste. They're probably going to like this because of that big fruit coming forward. There's a lot of fruit coming forward in this wine. Yes, definitely. Um, I Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think it gives it a little bit, it makes it a little less dry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. And now I'm, I'm getting more of the vanilla is, is coming through on it. So there's there's more vanilla coming through at this point. Not really getting the leather, but they kind of just say hint of leather. Definitely picking up the spice. Definitely picking up the cherry. Definitely now picking up some of the vanilla. And um, um, I, I'm normally... Finding... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, that vanilla seems to come in a little bit later. I'm starting to pick it up now, mm-hmm. but no, I'm not picking up the leather either. Mhm. Mhm. No, it's um, definitely like you said. It's the cherry, the clove, and 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 the vanilla for sure. Um, very good. Goes down. <laughs> Goes down really easily. Really, <laughs> really easily. <laughs> So again, you know, we're, we're going to be talking pork tenderloin on this, beef tenderloin, lamb, that sweet and spice, you know, mixed together with the lamb and this wine would be a perfect, perfect pairing. Um, you know, you, you, you could go some hard cheeses, uh, some, you know, I, I think on this out one, though, actually, you could actually do some soft cheeses as well. So it's... It, you know, it's kind of got a, a universal appeal. I, I normally wouldn't go with a petite Syrah Syrah blend. I would probably either go petite Syrah or I would go Syrah. I wouldn't really go on a blend on that. But bold move, bold move, well done. I I like it because of of what it's done. It's toned down the tannins, smoothed it out, and made it a lot more universally um, appealing on that. Again, steak, yeah, absolutely. But I don't know that I would necessarily drink drink this with steak. Um, but venison for sure, lamb for sure, salmon. I would I would do it with with salmon, and I would do it with pizza. I would do it with. Um, I, I would have it as as a standalone if if I had people coming over. Um, I, I I would use this as a as something that that they could drink on their own for sure. So. Seventeen ninety nine. Yep, I'd buy yep. it. I I would too. Absolutely. Okay. So thirteen point five percent alcohol for those of you following along. Not um, it's going to be, it's a very friendly, friendly wine, so it's not going to be um, offensive to people who aren't normally big 
big red wine wine drinkers. So if you're normally a white wine, you might want to you know try try this red because it's it's a I, I would think it would be a, a really great place to start if, yeah, if, if um, you're not normally at, drinking yeah, red. As a, as a white wine drinker who likes something a little bit sweeter, um, I would definitely mm-hmm. drink this red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to play another song, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk casting. And we're going to keep drinking while we're talking casting. So um, Chrissy and Meg put up some very interesting polls on their website about casting 50 Shades of Grey. We're going to talk about that and um, we'll be right back. We're going to keep drinking. If you have any questions about the wine, go ahead and tweet them in. We'll try to answer them as well. We'll be right back.
we're back after tasting the Fifty Shades of Grey wine. We went through the white, which we really, really enjoyed. We also very much enjoyed the red. What I do want to say about continuing to drink the red, if you're in a hot climate, this red is actually very, very good in hot climates. It's a little on the on the thinner side, just for you know for, for those of you who gauge the kind of chewiness in a wine. So it's it's a little more reminiscent with maybe um, European wines, old world wines, in, in in that texture in your mouth, just to give you kind of a visual on on what that would be. So um, in hot weather climates where they consume red wine, that's the way they're made. So this is made that way. If I was in a hot climate with summer, this would be a great red wine to to serve. Um, again, this red wine, very fruit forward, very customer friendly, um, goes down <laughs> goes down very, very easily. There will be no problem for me to put down this whole 13.5, 50 shades of gray, red silk, petite Syrah, Syrah blend. It goes down very smooth, very easy, not a lot of tannins, not, not super high in the acid department. If you're not a red wine drinker, you might want to try this one because I think it's really going to cut down on that red, fleshy feeling, headachey feeling that, that, that you would get with, with red wine. So you can go to Fifty Shades of Grey Wine, Fifty Shades of Grey Wine dot com, and you can find the wine. No, it's Fifty Shades Wine. I know it was off on that. Fifty Shades Wine dot com, and you can order now. If you're on the West Coast, you can go to Albertsons. But if you're in the United States, it's all you're going to have to ask. You're going to have to have them bring it in for you, and then you're going to have to let everyone know. You're, this is where the fandom can really come in handy because it's going to be seen as a novelty item by the serious wine drinkers. It's going to take people getting out there with their notes on it. And serious, you know, just don't read off of the, 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 the notes that, uh, that come in the, in the package. Really get out there and, and put your um, – your uh, explanation on why you think it tastes that way, what what you saw in it, what you liked about it. That word has to get out. It has to translate over to the to, to the general population to, to keep this wine moving. And you're going to have to buy it. So, again, this is where the fandom can really come in and really be of support on a wine that might not get the um, – the uh, recognition and the respect that it would deserve on the on the shelf, and it really does. We've tasted them both. They are worthy of being there. They're good wines. They're friendly wines. They're great with meals. I've given you all kinds of meal suggestions on them. I've, I've told you different ways that, that, that you can enjoy these with company, without company, on the table, um, decanted, all kinds of different ways. And it's really going to take the fandom to get that word out there that. This is a serious wine. It deserves respect. Uh, I I absolutely agree. And I know uh, a number of people from other countries have been asking about this. And I know that there's no no set date for when that may happen. Uh, But I would encourage people to go to their own wine shops in whatever country they're in and ask about it. Uh, Because the more they're hearing about it, the more they're going to push to try to get it. Exactly. Exactly. And again, I would say that they are onto something and they might want to experiment with, with bolder blends in, in the future, maybe with a Zen and a Cab and 
and Grenache and Cab Franc and I mean, you know, well, you know that there's there's a um, a standing joke in the wine business. How do you make a small fortune in wine? Start out with a large fortune. But in this case, this is a is a credible wine. It should be taken seriously. It's very good. It's fantastic in the glass. The only thing that I see holding it back is the novelty that 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 other wine drinkers who aren't in the fandom are 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 maybe going to prejudice it with. And again, that's where we'll have to come out and legitimize the wine. And that's what we're trying to do today. Yes, and uh, but, that was a success. <laughs> All right, well, we have a caller, so um, I'm going to go ahead and not screen the call and bring him in and um, and hope that it's not somebody wanting Matt Bomer for Christian Gray. All right. <laughs> You're on with Chrissy and Lori. Can, uh, do, do you have a comment about the wine? Hi, girls. This is Lisa. Lisa! Hi, Lisa. <laughs> All right. I was hoping you would call because you actually had this wine. I do have the wine, but oh my gosh, you guys are doing—you guys are like leagues beyond how I drink wine. So, I—I kind of want to call in just just to the average Fifty Shades fan. That uh, I mean, I—I I like what Chrissy said. I'm not—I drink my maybe a little bit cheaper wines, and um, but I expected to like the white more because that's what I tend to drink. Which it was very good, but the red was phenomenal. Um, and it's just, I don't have anything that I can add, like what it would pair with or what it tastes with, other than it just is really, really good. Um, I actually took it last night. I went, had a family get-together, and uh, my sister, who is a huge wine snob, she carries her aerator with, and <laughs> I said on the counter, <laughs> I said on the counter, and they're like, what is that? Is that some Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. that you, just like what you said, they're like, is that a gimmick? Is that what is that? And and I'm like, well, it's, no, it's a it's a line that you know Erica, the author, has come out with, and um, I hadn't tasted the red yet, so we we uncorked it, and my sister, she goes through it, you know, smelling it, and doing her whole thing, and and she's just like, this is really good, and I'm like, really? Now you're not just saying that? She goes, no. This is really good wine because I would buy it. So that was like a huge endorsement as far as I was concerned. But so well, the thing is, a, a serious wine drinker is going to hold this wine more accountable than it would um, a, another wine. Okay, so they're going to mm-hmm. be looking for more out of it. They're going to be wanting not to like it. Um, mm-hmm. and that's why I said there's going to be a, a prejudice against it out there. It's going to be up to us to to mm-hmm. help. You know show because like I said when I first put out you know I wonder what it tastes like the big response back was who cares well yeah. well mm-hmm. you know which, which mm-hmm. is a legitimate question if we're just selling to the fandom because the fandom's just going to mm-hmm. buy whatever um, but I asked them that question they said no we want to be taken seriously in the marketplace and so mm-hmm. since they did we have to taste the wine accordingly. Now, these two wines did hold up to that. They are good wines. So now that we know that going forward, it's great to express that out and, and put that out there to people in ways that, that speak their language, so, so to speak. Oh, yeah. now, Lisa, are, are, are you normally a, a red drinker or are you normally a white drinker? No, I'm normally a white. Right. I, I really like my wine sweet, though. I don't mm-hmm. like anything that's dry or... 
Um, I tended like Moscato is is more of what I go. Um, so I was surprised to like the red as much as I did. Um, it's a fruit forward I, I in it and not being an overly dry wine. Yeah, yeah, and it does, and and, and, and the chocolate came through, I, which I liked, and um, it was very very smooth and um, like what you said, because I mean it didn't take long. We had that bottle knocked out, like it was gone. Mm-hmm. So. And, that, and that's the thing. The fans are going to buy it because of the of, of the label, and then there's going to be the detractors that won't buy it because of the label. And it's you know it is it is important to to um, share it as much as we can. Like I, I was so glad I took it last night because now, now I'm thinking like for Christmas I'll probably get her you know <laughs> get her some more and whatnot. But you know so be interested. So, sorry, I, on that point, you know it, it's one thing to get the fandom to buy a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not going to make your money. So if they have it and they're like, eh, it's no good or it's mm-hmm. whatever, I could, you know, buy something cheaper that's better, they're not going to come back and buy it. No, so it, good, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I would have been in the same boat. I would have I would have wanted it for my collection. I would have wanted it for the, I mean, just the cork is awesome. It says you are mine on it, um, you know, that kind of a thing, and, and add it to your collection. But it's it was definitely a wine that I would you know, have here and have when I had people over or take over to just like I did last night. I mean it it was it was that good, you know, for me. So and if it hadn't been I wouldn't. I just would have kept it, shelved it and, and on I would have went. So Well I wrote on my cork while we were sitting here, you know, it says you are mine. So I wrote on my cork to my husband. I put his name, mm-hmm. it says Joe and then it says you are mine and then I put under it love me. And I'm going to Aww. put this I'm going to hand this to him, and we'll put it in our little cork, you know. You know how you save corks, you don't know what to do with them, so I'm going to put that in there. Yeah. I, I, I will also tell people that on, on the corks, that they weren't real inky corks at all. The corks came out pretty clean on both of them. Some people will want to know that, but um, but they were real corks, and they came out real clean. I didn't have any problem pulling them out, and, um, and they weren't real inky on them at all either. Um, Lisa, but when, when you drank red wine in the past, would you ever get headachey or... or um, Flushy kind of feeling. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it tends. And you polished off this bottle last night and didn't get it. And, and not at all. Nope. Nope. Great. Yeah. yeah and that's was, and, like, and I like the white. And my husband, he, mm-hmm. we actually had opened the white, and he he really liked it. And he ended up drinking more of the white than I did. Um, mm-hmm. We tried that like the week before, but. So I don't know. And, you know, and, and just a shout-out to the people over at Fifty Shades Wine also. They've been, I know you've talked to them, and we've talked to them too, and they've been just wonderful, and they're they're excited about it. And, um, you know, we'll answer any questions anybody has. And, it's, you know, I'm sure they're just as disappointed that they can't get it over to the U.K. And, and there's certain, you know, we had hoped to maybe do a giveaway, but there's so much red tape with that, with alcohol, we didn't realize. And, and then it doesn't shift to every state in the U.S. either. So that's, you know kind of a problem, so hopefully, like I said, stores get it out there so that it can be picked up as opposed to being shipped. I will say as I'm continuing to drink this wine, it's really, really leveling out for me. It's really leveling out. It's becoming um, more, it's not as thin as it was. It's leveling out. It's becoming a little bit more chewier. It's becoming a little more thicker, it's becoming more velvety, um, it's 
it's really starting to shape up in in the glass. How long ago have has it been since we've been? Uh, we probably opened it a half an hour ago, so it's really again. You know, they, they said drink it right out of the glass, so that's the way that I wanted to start the review is opening it, pouring mm-hmm. it. Normally, I wouldn't I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that, but um, in restaurants they have to do it like that. So you know, if you're going to serve it in a restaurant, it, it needs to come out like that. But um, I will say, as time has gone on, so I, I would tell anyone, if you're not ordering a restaurant, open it up at least 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes, maybe even an hour, ahead of time and just let it breathe. Let it come to room temperature, let the red breathe, let it really open up in the bottle, and then pour it out. And, you know, it's it's really turning into something really great. And I don't normally mm-hmm. say, oh, no, that's for sure. Well, I, yeah, I've been impressed. You, you girls know your your wine tasting. <laughs> it's like, oh my! But but just as the average average person, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a good wine. I, you know, I I had have a set saved back that I don't even want to uncork, and you know, I'm hoping one. You know, I don't know how, what I'm going to do with them. It's like I don't even want to open them, let them sit for a while. So now, so now I'm like, well, I'm going to have to get some more. <laughs> well, so, I, that's good. I. I I will say that both of these, if stored properly, have ageability on their side. So both of them can lay down for a while. But I would encourage, I mean, they're really great right out of the bottle. I would encourage serving them mm-hmm. and buying them and purchasing them and, and consuming them right now because they don't do you any good, um, mm-hmm. you know, in in the basement. But <laughs> if you want to put it back, if, you know, um, now's the time to buy before there's a price increase or anything like that, if, if you can get them, and, and and you like this wine, stock up on them, and, and they will lay down so you don't have to uh, drink them at all right away. You know, a lot of people say, well, I can't drink 12 bottles, you know, right away. Well, mm-hmm. but over time, you can. So on oh, yeah. these particular wines, you, you can buy them yeah. and lay them down. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you've got the holidays coming up and to take them over, and like you said, I mean, that's all. Like I said, it was with my sister. I, it's not something I. Sh- she would have just, you know, kind of laughed it off. But you know, once she tried it, and, you know, now she's she was a, a fan. You know, so I just what she got to do is get it out there and and uh, get people to taste it. So, mm-hmm. well, listen, I'll let you guys get well, back to your show. I just wanted to check okay. in and, and well, and, and, tell you, and, and, I, and, and I just a reminder. It. And just a reminder, people. You know, if if they're afraid to put them on their table, that you know that says Fifty Shades of Grey wine on it. You could decant it. You could put it in a nice sleeve, and nobody will mm-hmm. ever know that this isn't, you know, some really great Napa. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. They, they 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 may know, but 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 most people will not know that. They'll just think mm-hmm. it's a really great wine. Um, and again, Napa's you know going to have a lot of cabs. This is not a cab. This is a petite Syrah, Syrah, very fruit forward and smooth, not high in tannins in the glass. So mm-hmm. thank you, Lisa, for calling. And I, I really oh. wanted to hear your opinion because I, I knew you'd received your wine and you'd tasted it, more importantly. Yeah, and like I said, I just had gotten to the second one last night, so I was glad that uh, when I saw you were doing that. So No, I, I recommend it. I hope the fans get out and, and support it as, like they always do with everything. But, uh, you know, this is just a whole different avenue and and what they're trying to do over there at Fifty Shades Wine. I just think it's a great group of people and, and Chase, for the samples that you sent, and, and uh, there you go. And I, I'm well, going no, to hear what you got to say back here. They have a legitimate contender, so it it, mm-hmm. it needs to be given respect. Well, it's such a great tie-in. I mean, it's a I mean, it's a perfect tie-in for the for the books and the story and the 
you know, it was such a big part of, of the characters, and the, it, it, it was kind of its own character in the story, truthfully, all the wines and whatnot. So, yeah, it was a great, great addition to the official, you know, merchandise line, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Well, thanks, Lisa. Appreciate All right. it. All right, girls. All right. Okay. Thanks, Have, Lisa. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Bye, Chrissy. Bye-bye. Thing is, is because it's going to be available in the stores. You know, it's it's hard for a lot of people to go online and then pay seventeen ninety nine for one bottle, seventeen ninety nine for two bottles. So then you got thirty five dollars, and you have shipping. By you know, you're almost up to sixty dollars. So a lot of people can't wrap their brain around that, and maybe they don't want the white, or maybe they don't want the red, maybe they just want one or the other. The great thing about it is, especially. West of the Mississippi is going to be available in Albertsons, and you can just go. You can get a bottle. You can try it. If you like it, go back and, and buy another one and, and, and share your comments with your friends. And on the East Coast, the same thing. It's going to be readily available. You're going to have to – we're going to have to get that word out there. We're going to – you have to call. You have to call and talk to the wine steward. Call your your favorite store that has a, a liquor department, okay, because it's um, it varies state to state. Sometimes there's liquor – stores you have to go to that are state-sponsored stores. Sometimes it's sold in the grocery store. But depending on the state that you're in, call and talk to the people who buy the wine. Ask for the wine steward most of the time. Um, They'll have somebody in charge of the wine. Talk to that person. Call and just say, I want to talk to the wine steward. Tell them, listen, I have heard really great things about this Fifty Shades of Grey wine. Not only that it's... um, coming off of, you know, a marketing thing for the Fifty Shades book, but it's actually a great wine. Are you going to carry it? Can you carry it? Can you order it for me? They're in the business. They want to sell wine. They want to sell it. So if you call and ask for it and they know you're going to buy it, they will get it for you. That's that's just the way it works. Right, Chrissy? Yes, and exactly. And get your friends together so you're all calling the same store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that well, they, the they're like, is, oh, you know, I got a dozen people calling instead of one person. Right. Well, as a wine steward, I'll tell you, I have carried in my pocket notes, a whole notebook with someone's name and their phone number and the wine that they were looking for. And if I ever got the chance to order it, I would order it. And I would always, I was always looking at the order guide. I was always looking to see what was coming in because I was in the the business of selling wine. And so I always, always, at any given time, 24-7, 365, had a notebook on me that had a wish list, people who were looking for wine that, that they wanted me to bring in. And God will tell you right now, I would bring in one bottle of it. I would bring in 10 cases of it. Whatever it took, I was in the business of selling wine. They're telling me they're coming to my establishment, and they will buy that wine. You can bet I'm going to get that wine. I don't care what it was. I was going to have that wine. And I'll tell you, we got it in, and we sold it, and we made, made a lot of money. And that's the way the world works. All right, Chrissy, let's move on to casting. I think I've had enough wine in me now that we can talk casting. <laughs> what you got for yeah. me? All right. So uh, for, for those of you who are unaware, uh, Charlie Hunnam uh, backed out of Fifty Shades Grey last Saturday. And so for the past week, we have had a laundry list of actors. Names come up as possible Christians. Uh, some of them are, you know, the names that you heard before Charlie Hunnam was announced. And some of them are some new names. Uh, some of them seem really promising and some of them seem eh, maybe not so much. Um, so that, that's what's going on. Um, you know, Matt Bowman. Has it only been a week? <laughs> it's, it's, it's only been a week, but it's been a really long week. 
It has been a really long week. It's like dog years, you know. It's like a week for most people, but in but in our terms, it's it's been like a month. It seems like that it's just, you know. I, I was so disappointed when he dropped off, only because um, I thought, oh no, <laughs> now we got to listen to all this all over again. Where's the wine? Yeah. Where's the Fifty Shades of Grey wine? <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, you know, the names like Matt Bomer, Ian Summerholder, uh, Henry Cavill, you know, the, all those names have come up, but uh, they, they don't really seem like legitimate, you know, none of them seem to have auditioned initially, uh, so, you know, so while their names are being floated out there, I don't think they're legitimate contenders for it. Um, well, I will say that this time around, I like all of the people who are being rumored. I mean, all of the guys, the the new names that have come up, and, you know, we, we can't confirm anything. Listen, I don't know nothing. I'm just a woman who's been, you know, drinking a lot of wine and following the Twitter feed. So I really don't know anything. But in my opinion, these these people that they have rumored out, have leaked out, that have gotten out, you know, the Jamies and the Scots and uh, Scott Eastwood and Jamie, how do you say his name? Dornan? Dornan, I think. Dornan, Dornan yes. yeah, Dornan. Um, I, I like them. I mean, they have the look that is more in line with my image of what Christian was going to look like than, um, than Charlie. Although, I was on team, let's wait and see what happens with Movie Magic with Charlie. I'm, Charlie's a great guy. He's going to have a big career regardless with this movie or not without this movie. Charlie Hunt's going to do just, just fine. But I will say that the, that the people that are coming out now, they're more in line with, with what I was thinking in, in my uh, imagination. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, some of them I go, ah, I don't like his hair, but, you know, th- there's people who do hair. Um, so mm-hmm. they're, they're physically uh, a lot more. Most of them are in their late 20s. Uh, and they definitely have that look that I pictured for Christian Grey. So there's none of them that I'm like, oh, he would be a terrible choice. You know, there's some that I like a little bit better than others, but none that I'm saying, no, not him. Right, um, they're right, all, exactly. They're also pretty much, um, they all have a little bit of experience, but none of them are big names out there. So they're, nobody are going to go, oh, he's, you know, whoever from what movie or what show you saw. So they're they're more of a clean slate with a lot of them. Well, you put a poll up on your website, right? What happened with that? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, so I put Alexander Skarsgård up there, Jamie Dornan, Christian Cook, Theo James, Chris Evans, Alex Pettifer, Bryce Thompson, Other, Scott Eastwood, and Brant Daughtry. And the winner so far uh, is Brant Daughtry um, with 96 votes. Um, and 49% of the votes. And the interesting thing is I've not seen his name mentioned in um, any articles, but it seems from what I gathered he is very popular down in Brazil and he's making the news down there. So it's sort of interesting that you're not hearing his name up here in the States, even though he's, I think, the only American name really being floated seriously, but down in Brazil he's very popular. Hmm. Well, you know, I had Bryce Thompson on the show, and he actually sent in an audition tape for that. He's just a very, very nice guy. And I think, you know, um, a lot of these guys, this role, we're going to be seeing them in other roles. They they have a, a bright future ahead of them. Um, Bryce Thompson was, was one of those those guys. For sure, a lot of good-looking guys out there, aren't there? Yeah, and, and, and uh, Bryce again. was a sweetheart when you had him on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Scott Eastwood is a favorite of mine, and I will tell people why. Um, well, number one reason, hot. I'm just writing that down, hot. Um, number two reason is that because he has an Eastwood legacy name behind him, uh, you know, there's been a lot of rumors that, um, you know, that actors don't want to be typecast as Christian Grey for the rest of their life. I really do feel like Scott Eastwood with that big Eastwood name could overcome that Christian Grey, um, you know, pigeonhole him into that role for the rest of his life. I, I, I think the Eastwood name would overcome that and, and afford him a lot of opportunities. Uh, in, and, and he wouldn't just be stuck to that kind of Christian Grey shadow for the rest of his life. And that's kind of why I was, I, I was pulling for, for Scott. You know, the other thing that's nice about him is that he's done a lot of different films in a lot of, you know, some different genres. So I don't think he, that's another reason he has to worry. He doesn't have to worry about it. Um, he was in Flags of Our Fathers, Gran Torino, Invictus, Trouble with the Curve. Um, he's currently filming the movie Fury, and he has, I believe, four movies that are in production. Um, so I think Did you he's say that he was to... in Gran Torino, the Dana Bernetti? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, let me find Wait it. a second. Huh? Uh, which movie are we talking about? Gran Torimo. I really lost track. It's all that wine I'm blaming. <laughs> <laughs> Gran Torimo? Yes. Uh, Gran Torino. He was oh, Dana Bernetti connection. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Well, that, that that's made always him a good thing. Up. It is really a good thing because we know that Dakota also has a Dana Bernetti connection. And so, well, first off, Scott, I'm not pulling for anyone to get the part, but I am pulling for a lot of people to be able to read for the part because, you know, I mean, they might not have the chemistry. They might be crappy actors. I don't know. But at least with their face, give them the shot to read. So that's all that I'm asking when I'm asking for casting is, is certain people to have a, a shot for read. And actually, casting is just something that I just – within the past week even started actually talking about in public because I was really anti-talking casting until about a week ago. But, um, but, but, but I was really forgiving Scott a shot at it. But from what I understand, Jamie now, Jamie Dornan, who's also very, a, a very hot guy, didn't know who he was before, um, heard really great, great things about him. He seems to be doing really well. And E! Online released something today saying that he had a really good audition read yesterday oh that's great to hear because he is uh he is gorgeous um i saw a picture of him one night before i went to bed and i didn't sleep well um what his calvin klein adds he has a fabulous body um so even if he can't act he will be eye candy mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think it hurts for him that he is from uh belfast and there are right. a lot of uk connections with this with this film, so that does not hurt. Yes, him. there is. Well, there's 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 two big connections with this film. One in UK, and the other is like Dana Bernetti and, and Michael DeLuca. They seem to be very loyal in their circle. Yeah. And it's interesting to find out that Scott is comes out of that circle because that that helps a little bit. I will say this is totally off the Fifty Shades of Grey thing, but I've seen Captain Phillips twice now. I loved that movie. It was so great. People should run, don't walk to see that movie because that was just 
it was entertaining from the moment that film opened to the moment that that film ended. It was well worth the money. I had gone in and thrown my money for crap movies for so long that I've just become discouraged. And this, not only did I see it once and pay for it, I paid for it twice. And my husband um, is taking his mother to see it <laughs> next week. So he, lo- and he doesn't like anything. In fact, he fell asleep during the previews. And I had to wake him up. <laughs> and then he stayed awake for the whole thing. And... And, and is taking his mother, for Pete's sakes, and she's like 80 years old, and, he, and she wanted to see it, and he's like, I'll take her, I'll take her, because I would see this movie again and again and again. He's in the military, he just come back from deployment, and he wanted to see that movie, and he was not disappointed, and not only that, but we've seen it twice, and he's, he's taking his mother, so that's... Lori, you're killing uh, me, because that is the next movie I want to see, and I just have not had time to get out to see it. But it's well, well, well worth it. Tom Hanks did a great job, but the actors who played the Somalis did a great job. My brother-in-law is a Navy SEAL. Um, I really can't speak to the missions that he's been on, but this movie was personal to me in a lot of ways. And um, having been with you and, and heard some of the things that, uh, that, that, that he's been on, to have the Navy SEALs come in there, just really made you feel proud you know, to, to, to be an American. And I, and I, I know that the, the people who listen outside the Amer- of America probably think, oh, here they go with that stupid, you know, proud to be an American thing again. But, but really, it really did make me proud to be an American. And um, I, I was so happy. I was happy for Hugh as a Navy SEAL and the missions that he's been on. I was happy for my husband who's in the guards but has just been deployed time after time after time again. And, and, and for all the service members who are out there who put their lives on the line every single day and are there at the beck and call for something like this to happen and then just go willingly. It, it, it just really made me, you know, both my husband and I just walked out just, just feeling really, really good, you know. So it's, it, it's a feel-good movie at the end of the day. Yes, I, I cannot wait to see it. When do you think we'll hear about casting? Um, I, you know, I, I, I keep waiting for it any day, so I think it'll be soon. Um, you know, it, it's going to, you know, I, I think it'll be soon. Um, I'm hoping it's before I go away in two weeks. Um but at this point, I'm not quite ready to bet money on it, but I wouldn't be surprised either. That's right. You're going to Australia. Now, speaking of things that aren't licensed, like that wine isn't licensed in the U.K., Australia has, has a licensing deal with Fifty Shades Lingerie that we don't have here in the States. Yes, and uh, I have already mapped out a target that is near um, one of the places I'm staying, and I'm planning a trip to go lingerie shopping in Australia. That's going to be really cool. I don't know why that can't be done in the United States. You'd think, you know, that that would be right up our alley. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I'm sure it's coming here. Uh, you know, lingerie does not have quite as many, um, quite as much red tape to go through as um, wine. So I'm sure it will be here in, in uh, the states soon. And I'm sure it'll get over to the UK hopefully before Christmas because I'm sure they want to make that Christmas money. Um, mm-hmm. If not, maybe Valentine's Day. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, that would definitely be good. I'm still drinking the red. For those of you playing at home, and now I'm getting a little more. I'm getting more vanilla as this continues to open up in the glass. I'm getting 
a little bit of the leather, still a lot of fruit forward, a lot of a lot of cherry coming through, but I'm getting more vanilla as it opens up in the glass. So again, with the red, you might have to help it along a little bit, and there's nothing nothing wrong with that. I, I help a I help a lot a lot of red wines along, and that's pretty common. So letting it breathe, using the aerator um, to, to to help it quickly, quickly. What, what, what that kind of thing, what the aerator does is it opens that wine up immediately so you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for it to breathe. So if you run it through the aerator, it comes out into your glass, bam. You know, what we waited for 30, 45 minutes for has already happened in the glass. So that's why when Lisa said her sister carries her aerator around with her, I had to laugh because mine's sitting right here too. Um, <laughs> because, you know, it, it just speeds the process up for you. But I, I will say on this one, as it's opening up, it's just, you know, it, it's really becoming um, very, um, uh, just just a really good glass of wine. Of course, I'm getting more and it's getting better. Funny how that works. I, I, I'm, I switched back to the white, which is getting okay. sweeter and sweeter the more I drink, <laughs> which <laughs> might have more to do with how much I drink. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I will say right out of the bottle, Winner, winner, huge. The, the 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 white is is you know needs nothing. Just needs nothing. It's fantastic. It's great. Right out of the bottle, drink it. Um, there's a million options. I, I gave you Thai food, Chinese food. I'd probably even there's not a lot of wines you could pair with sushi. I'd I'd go sushi on that. Um, drink it alone. It's it's great alone. Um, soft cheeses for sure. Um, in, in, in anything salty, um, pizza, um, smoked cheeses, um, Thai food, th- those type of things, I would absolutely pour that. Now, on the red, on the red, you might have to help it just a little bit. You might you might have to help it out or just open it up an hour ahead. I'm not at all opposed to opening this bottle up um, a little ahead of time and then letting it go. But it's, then it goes down very easily. That's all I can say about it. Very, I mean, it's it, it's not as thin as water by any chance. I, I don't want to say that about it at all because it's it's become a lot more chewy in the mouth as it's opened up, and it's very fruit forward. Um, but it's not very tannic, and it's not very. There's not a lot of acid in it, so it, it just slides down your throat. Yeah. If you're mad at somebody, like your husband or something, open up this bottle of wine, and you'll like him again in the matter of two glasses. <laughs> yes, I think that would definitely work. <laughs> so, let's see. So, let's go back to the Fifty Shades moving. Now, it's okay. scheduled for release on 8-1, although you know that I'm not married to that date, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking there's some flexibility, but it's, you know, we, we are planning on somewhere around that time. Where are you going to be when the movie's released? Um, I am going to be in Seattle at the 50 Soiree. Oh, okay. So uh, that is my plan. I have my tickets booked. Uh, Mags will be there with me, too. And hopefully there will be some 50 Shades Grey wine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is where I will be. Are, are you planning on going to the premiere at all? You know, uh, I, I if I can get into it, I will be there. <laughs> I'll call them dead work if I have to. <laughs> well, what what do you and Mags want to tell the 
um, the people who are listening now about how to get a hold of you and, and, and what to look for and what, what you guys kind of do on your site? Well, uh, the site is leadersbaby.net, and uh, we post a couple times a week. It can be anything from a book review to um, casting news to, you know, casting gossip, which we try to say is casting gossip so that people don't get mixed up. Um, you know, to talking about merchandise. So this week, at some point, I will be writing about the wines. Uh, and the other thing I do is on Fridays, I post a chapter-by-chapter chapter on tests of Dieterbervilles. So we're, we're a little more than halfway through now on that. Wow. Wow. And you, you guys are really active on your Facebook page as well. Yes. Um, Max and I kind of split the duties on there. Um, and uh, right now we actually have, I, I can't remember the name of it, but we do have a, uh, we're having a party, a, uh, a passion uh, merchandise party going on there right now. Um, and I am, I'm more so on Twitter at 50, the number 50, Later's Baby. And uh, on, on there you'll see a lot of the casting news or you might just see me, you know, talking about how I didn't sleep well the night before. And everything <laughs> What are, are are you looking forward to seeing in the first movie, Chrissy? Oh, let, is, let me just is, say, is, oh, there, is there something? Well, I just want to say, uh, Mag just sent me a text that the name of the party is Pure Romance on Facebook. Um, oh, and okay. to answer a question about what I'm looking for in the first movie, um, you know, I'm not quite sure. I'm actually sort of kind of excited to see how they'll start it, what kind of tone they're going to set with it. Um, are they, you know, are they just going to start with the interview or are they going to give us some dramatic scene that sort of gives us this feeling of, you know, Christian Grey has a past before we even walk into, you know, into what, mm-hmm. you know, the meeting. Um, and I'm interested to see how they're going to, you know, play the sex scenes because, while they're very descriptive in the book, I wouldn't expect them to be quite so, you know, they'll be played differently in the movie. Um, you know, how they how they use the camera angle so you know what's going on without seeing what's going on. Uh, so stuff like that. Um, and, and how cool. they kind of develop them mm-hmm. for the person who maybe never read the series. Well, I agree because... What, what they don't get out in the mainstream media is that it's a love story. They they want to keep pounding home, pardon my friends, but pounding home the ridiculous, you know, over-the-top sex that they have played out that a lot of what they said doesn't even happen in the book. Um, but um, I, I, I've seen them use things like scenarios. I'm like, that never even happened. He didn't do that to her. You know, they make it seem so ridiculously outlandish. And that's the, the women who really driven this book home love. They love the romance. They love the love story and that he's willing to change. He's so far out in left field. and He comes more back to center for her and, 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 and she's, finds her sexual freedom and liberation and, 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 and she can explore that, you know, a little bit. And, and they find something that works for them as a couple. And that's what's really not, that the, that the media doesn't want to put out there. They want to put out, you know, some ridiculous, you know, that I, I heard someone say the other day that she was a sex slave. I'm like, 
No, she wasn't. She wasn't a slaver. You know, have you read this book? Well, how could they even say such a thing? Because it's, it wasn't it wasn't like that at all, at all. It just, it just infuriates me when I hear that kind of thing. Well, you know, they'll, they'll also be the people who say, you know, the contract that she signed. And I'm like, you noticed she never signed it. Book. Yeah, that there's a contract, but didn't notice she didn't sign it. Like, they make it a big point right. that she didn't sign it. Right, um, right. Right. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, if, obviously, in the beginning, he's way outside societal norms, okay? Nobody's arguing with that. In the beginning, Christian's way, way outside societal norms, okay? He's got to come back. She's the one who leads him back. She leads him back. And she doesn't sign the contract. She's not a sex slave. It's So every time I hear that, I'm thinking, you obviously have not read the book, and you're not getting at all what millions and millions and millions of women around the world and men around the world have fallen in love with, and that's the, the actually the overwhelming love story that, that has driven these books from, from, from the first page to the last page. And, you know, not, not everybody likes the books. You know, there's plenty of people who read the books and didn't like them, and, you know, that's fine. It's personal preference. But I'm always afraid when I read these articles that there's people who would love these books who mm-hmm. never get the uh, – who will never read it because of all this inaccurate information right. in the news. And right. that's where I'm exactly. kind of hoping the movie might – you know, people might be more likely to go to a movie and invest two hours of their time instead of, you know, reading a book, you know, that their friends right. are all talking about. Right, Exactly. I completely agree. Still drinking the red. Red's really, really opening up into something special now. Now it's becoming more thick, more chewy, more um, it's really evened out from start to finish. Before it was kind of more punch fruit forward and then um, a little more acid on the back end. Mm-mm. Now it's just it's a it's a smooth and lingering very even, evenly distributed from start to finish. Really, really liking the red now. And I still am. She's pulling half a bottle into it, but I am really, really enjoying the red. Well, I'm going to suggest that people not mix them because my ba- my taste buds are all mixed up now. <laughs> yeah, you, um, I, I, I wouldn't suggest that either. You either <laughs> go with the white or go with the red. Um, Again, the, the white has a higher alcohol for for white, so it's it's kind of I, I would say that's a big white wine. There's a lot of alcohol in it, so just be aware of that. The red, um, 13.5, wouldn't be considered a big red normally, but it goes down so quickly that it becomes a big red in your system um, in lightning speed. And they're delicious. And and they are delicious. 50shadeswine.com is where to order online and call your uh, retailer and, and ask for it. And it's the business to move product and make money. And if you call them, they'll get it for you. Absolutely. So anyway, Chrissy, thank you very, very much for coming on. It was really a pleasure to drink with you today. Yes, it was lovely drinking with you. We, we've discussed drinking, and now we've done it together. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've had, well, probably if you add the two, I've had a whole bottle of wine with you now. Oh, uh, well, I, I have to drive, so I did not have quite that much. 
Oh, not me. I have a designated driver. So I'm ready to go. We're we're going to finish off these bottles right here. There's people like just swarming around me thinking, you know, telling me, don't drink it all, don't drink it all. It's hard to do. I'll tell you, it's just hard to do. Um, But there is leftovers for everybody else. And I have a designated driver, so I'm I'm all set. And I am going to tell people, get out, buy these wines. They're legitimate. They're, you know, completely legitimate to buy in, if, if you're a wine lover or a wine drinker. Uh, they're not just a novelty item, although if you just want to buy them for, for that, you know, obviously that, that can be done. But if you are a serious wine drinker or a casual wine drinker, these, these are absolutely, you know, great wines. They did a great job. E.L. James did a really wonderful job of, of, of blending these two. The Petit Seran Syrah, bold choice, the Grisemeter and the Savion Blanc, again, a bold, bold choice. Let's go out with, I don't really know. I've been drinking so much. Let's say we go out with Van Morrison. How about that? Doesn't everybody love Van Morrison? Do you love That's Van Morrison, Chrissy? I do, and he's a great choice after uh, all this wine. Exactly, definitely. Well, let's go out with Have I Told You Lately That I Love You. Um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, Chrissy's there. I'm there. She's on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Um, stop by and say hi. Is you don't have to uh, have have read the Fifty Shades of books right now to join in. We can bring you up to speed, can't we, Chrissy? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> We'd love and, to have and you. And just say hi, and I will do my best to say hi back. There you I go. I love to get and, to know and, people. And buy the wine, FiftyShadesWine.com. All right, Chrissy. Thanks a lot. Have a have a great day going off to uh, to, to the parody that that you're headed to. Yes, thank you. Well, my earth is sadness Take away my sadness Ease my troubles, that's what you do All the morning sun and all its glory Rich is there with hope and comfort And you fill my life with laughter you can make it better Is my trouble that's what you see Brother of the divine And it's your good mind Like the sun At the end of the day We should give thanks and praise to the one Have I told you lately that I love you? Have I told you there's no one above you? Fill my heart with sadness Take away my sadness Ease my troubles, that's what you do
reviewing the 50 Shades of Grey wine. You can find out more at 50shadeswine.com. They are a legitimate contender. I know that the label probably is going to hold some prejudice in the wine community, but you know, give this wine a shot. $17.99 a bottle. Both the white and the red were very, very good. The red opened up very nicely in the glass. Um, I would say let it breathe, you know, 30, 45 minutes ahead of time and go ahead and serve. Very, very friendly wine. Fruit forward, 13.5% alcohol. The white, big white wine, you have 13.5% alcohol on the white. Again, very New Zealand, Sauvignon Blancish, but uh, but with more, uh, you know, sweetness to it. Not not too much sweet if, if, if you don't, you know, like Rieslings and super sweet wines. That Sauvignon Blanc holds it back, but, but enough to, to make it not quite as overly maybe dry um, as, as some Savion Blancs, but the very New Zealand reminiscent of, of that, that quality of a wine. So thank you for joining us today. We really, really appreciate it. You can find more about us at northwestprime.com, seattlewaveradio.net. Join us on Facebook. Um, so we only have 428 people that like us on Facebook. What's going on with that? Somebody needs to like us on Facebook. Somebody, please, like us on Facebook. Um, And that is uh, Northwest Prime on Facebook. So thank you again for joining us. Take a chance on the Fifty Shades of Wine. If you're a wine lover, you will not be disappointed. And spread the word. Call your local wine steward and ask for it by name. Get connected, stay connected. Seattle Way Radio.